Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, it's so nice to be here with you again this week. I am super excited about this week's topic. Now, last week on the podcast, we talked about how to revive a dead marriage or a dying marriage. And I was trying to do my Facebook Live, which I try to do weekly, where I do my Facebook Live question and answer session. But for some reason, I cannot get on. Like, I tried for almost an hour. And what it would do is, like, I'd click on it, set everything up, and then I would try to go live. And it would go live for, like, a minute. And then it would be, like, live ended. I'm just like, what? I didn't even say anything. And this happened, like, each time. And I tried it on several different pages. Like, my personal page podcast page, podcast group, nothing worked. So finally, I was just I just had to put up something and talk, tell everybody that I was having technical difficulties and we weren't going to have it this week. So since we did not have it and I was not able to do the Facebook Live, instead of recapping what we talked about last week, I'm going to answer a couple of the questions from last week. And then for you want to hear what we talked about last week, then you can always click on the link in the show notes to listen to last week's episode of the podcast. Okay, so one of the questions we had last week, I thought it was a pretty good question. It said, what is a dead or dying marriage? And I love that question because we spent a lot of time talking about how to fix it. But I don't think I really defined what a dead or dying marriage is. So here it is. A dead marriage is a marriage where there's no affection, there's no love, no communication, Everything that you need to make the heart of your marriage or relationship thrive is not there. It's just not working. And so you're going to have to resuscitate that marriage by doing some things to kind of bring it back to life, whether it is date night, whether it is communication, whatever it is, there is something that you need to do to revive that marriage. So that is how you can tell if your marriage is dead or dying. Like the things you used to do, you don't do anymore. And I know people change and evolve and so does marriages and relationships. But when there's a decline in all of the essential things that you guys need to improve your marriage, even have a relationship, then that is when you know that your marriage is either dead or dying. So that was a good question from one of our listeners. Okay, so here's another one. Um, What causes a marriage not to thrive? Now, that's a good question, and it has so many components to it, and so I don't think I can, can, answering it completely would take a whole hour, but here's what I just want to say about this one. Um, There are a lot of things that can cause a marriage not to to thrive. It can be mistrust. It can be affairs. It can be financial issues. It can be a lot of things. People can feel like they're alone. It could be lack of communication. So I can't pinpoint one thing. I do know, however, that all of these things are important. Another thing that could cause a marriage not to thrive is resentment or contempt and unforgiveness. So there are a lot of things that can cause a marriage not to thrive. So in order to kind of figure out in your marriage what is causing the issue, I would say think about how you guys talk to each other, um, how you handle situations, how you handle disagreements and arguments. Because even though it's okay to argue and have disagreements, the way you fight, the way you talk about things, the way you try to resolve the conflicts, are things that can help you have a thriving marriage. And when you're not able to do these things, then it causes your marriage not to thrive. So the answer to that is that there are a lot of things that can cause your marriage not to thrive, but you have to pinpoint it in your relationship to figure out which one of these things is the reason that your marriage is not thriving. And sometimes, as unfortunate and sad as it might be, the problem could be you. But it's always something to look at and 
try to figure out what is it in your marriage that's causing it not to thrive. Okay, so the next question is, how can you tell if your marriage is dead? So I think I answered this already when we discussed and talked about what a dying marriage looks like. So if you notice that your marriage is not really a marriage, like y'all are roommates, you just live there, then that's something to be concerned about and start to work on and see what the problem is. And I would suggest that you would either go talk to a therapist or a, ma or a relationship coach or someone who can help you kind of figure out what the problem is so that you guys can begin to revive that marriage and thrive. And also have a talk with your spouse and see where that takes you so you can kind of figure out what the problem could be and see if your spouse feels the same way. Because sometimes one spouse may feel like the relationship is dying and the other one may think things are fine. So when you have that kind of disproportionate view of things, it's a situation where you need to communicate needs and wants and things that each person needs to feel loved, appreciated, liked, and respected. Now, if it's something where you both can agree that this is not working out for you guys, that this marriage is dying, then I think it's something for you guys to talk about and get some professional help so you can have someone guide you along the way to figure out what the problem is and what you can do to fix it. Okay, so this one is way, it's different. It has nothing to do with what we talked about, but I like it because it's a very good question. And as I always say, all questions are good, all questions are valid. So it says, how can I stop arguing with my spouse? I absolutely love this question. And it has an easy answer. All right, are you ready for the answer? The answer to that question is just stop. Like, if, and I say just stop, because when it comes to arguing, most people cannot argue by themselves. So there's something that you guys need to discuss. I'm not saying don't discuss the issue. You need to discuss the issue. What I'm saying is don't argue about it. So you both have to agree that you guys are going to come to an agreement. The purpose of the conversation is not to fight or argue. The purpose of the conversation is to come to a resolution, to see things from a point of view, to deal with the problem at hand, and not to attack each other. So if you want to stop arguing in your marriage, and until you're able to navigate through this, if your spouse is going to argue, then don't argue back. Just let them say, him or her, say what they need to say. And then you can say something like, okay, well, right now I have a lot to think about. Um, maybe we can talk later when both of us are in a better place so when we're not as upset or when we have some time to cool down. Because if you just don't join in that conversation where there's arguing, then there's no argument because they just can't yell by themselves. I mean, it's just a rant show. You know, they're ranting, they're just yelling by themselves, but it's not an argument. So if you want to stop an argument, just don't argue with them. Don't say anything back. Don't respond. Listen to what they have to say and then agree or make it clean and let them know that, okay, at a later date, we can definitely talk and discuss this issue when both of us have calmed down and we're both in a better place. The last question that I had was, how long does it take to revive your marriage? Okay, so I think you probably know it's going to take a minute because it took a while for you to get here. You don't get to this point all of a sudden. It happens gradually and it happens over time. So in order for you to fix this situation, it's going to take some time. And it's going to take both of you working together on baby steps to resolve this issue. And in order to resolve the issue, someone has to start, okay? And yes, you do need to work together, I think, eventually. But someone needs to start the process. So if your spouse is not willing to start the process, then that means you have to start taking steps to improve your marriage and make things better. 
So just know that it's not going to get easy. It's going to be pretty difficult, but it's something that you can absolutely do. And don't expect for it to happen overnight because it didn't take, um, it took a while for you to get to this place. It's going to take some time for you guys to come out of this place. And that's why I always suggest getting the help of a coach or a marriage counselor because a relationship coach and a marriage counselor can definitely help you figure out what is going on and how to resolve these issues. So these are just some of the questions that were sent to me from last week's episode of the podcast. And I answered the ones that I thought we all of us could benefit from. And then the other ones that were a little more personal, I did send a personal response to. So if you guys have any questions that you want answered on the Facebook Lives, and the Facebook Lives take place every Thursday, 6 o'clock um, Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time. And I think that would put it 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Okay, so it takes place then. And it's on Facebook. Usually it's on the Facebook group. And I usually put it out on the Facebook group page, our Music and Therapy Facebook group. It's on the Music and Therapy page. And it's on my personal page. And I have all that information in the show notes. So all you have to do is click on the link. Make sure you um, follow those pages. Follow the group. Join the group, I should say. Follow the page. Join the group. And you can definitely get all of this information. And if you have any questions that you would like to send in, make sure you send me a DM or a personal message on Facebook. And I will definitely address your question live. Or if it's something that's personal and you don't want me to read during the Facebook Live, let me know and I can just send you a response. All right, so that is what we typically do. Okay, so this is what the episode last week talked about. So if you want to hear the full episode and see why these questions were asked, then go ahead and click on the link in the show notes here, the full episode of last week's episode of the podcast. Now, last weekend, we did something that was really exciting. We did our first three-day marriage boot camp, and it was amazing. So I plan to do it again in the next couple of weeks. So just think about it. Now, next week, I am going to have sign-up sheet ready, and you can definitely participate in this event within the next two weeks. Now, this week's episode of the podcast is going to be a throwback, and it's a podcast episode that I did a couple years ago about gratitude. And since I have been talking for the longest about doing the They Are What You Think They Are Challenge, I decided to do an episode on gratitude because it's important to appreciate your spouse. It's important to show them gratitude. And what I plan to have in the show notes, or you can just go to the Our Music and Therapy Facebook page, I will have a copy or a download of a spreadsheet where you can write down every single day things that you are thankful for and grateful for about your spouse. So make sure you look for that in the link in the show notes. All right. So before we get to this week's episode of the podcast about gratitude, I am going to let you hear a word from one of our sponsors. What if I could tell you the number one reason you are struggling in your marriage? Hi, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, relationship coach, and podcaster. And I have been where you are in my marriage. I know how frustrating it could be to put in so much effort and not see your marriage get any better. I know what it's like to read relationship books and try all of these different marriage strategies, only to see it not pay off. It wasn't until I discovered that the answers I was looking for was not found in books, but that the solution to my marriage problems was with me the whole time. It finally dawned on me that I needed to work on myself instead of trying to change my husband. 
Once I began working on myself, I began to understand how some of my actions and reactions were contributing to a lot of the chaos in my marriage. Even though I was not the only person responsible for the problems in our marriage, I had to admit that I was a part of the problem. If you would like to begin improving your marriage and working on yourself, then my three-day marriage boot camp is for you. Here is what you can expect to learn during this three-day event. Day one, you will learn how your thoughts have the power to make or break your marriage and what you can do to take control of your thoughts and your actions. Day two, we are going to discuss some of the reasons why you are doing what you're doing in your marriage and why it's not working and what you can do now to immediately change the negative dynamics in your marriage. Day three, on day three, you are finally going to be able to identify your emotional triggers and then together work on ways to deal with these triggers in an emotionally healthy way. Okay, I know all of this sounds like a lot of work, but if you ever want things to change, then you have to put in the work. If you're looking for a quick fix or you're trying to change your husband, then this three-day marriage event is not for you. The three-day marriage boot camp is only for individuals who are willing to invest time, money, and effort to change their marriage. Why should you listen to me? In addition to being a relationship coach, I have a master's degree in counseling psychology, and I have a lot of experience working in the mental health field. I also have been on numerous podcasts talking about how it's possible to improve your marriage while working on yourself. The cost of the three-day marriage boot camp is only $27, and I guarantee that what you will learn will help you transform your marriage right now. If you choose to make an investment in your marriage by attending the three-day marriage boot camp, then you will have access to live coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching as needed, daily homework assignments that will help you understand more about yourself and your marriage, and replays of all the coaching sessions for the weekend. Once again, I know all of this sounds like a lot of work, and believe me, it is. But I guarantee you that if you attend the three-day marriage boot camp, you will begin to see positive changes take place in your marriage. I can't wait to meet you, and I am looking forward to having you in the program so that together we can begin working on your marriage. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the three-day marriage boot camp, which will take place June 10th through the 12th. Hope to see you there. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to show your spousal partner gratitude. Now, as you know, Thursday is Thanksgiving in the United States, and that's basically a time where we take to be thankful and grateful for people and things in our lives. Often, we don't take the time to appreciate the people that we love in our lives. So this week, we are going to take some time to talk about ways to show gratitude to your spouse. Now, according to the dictionary, gratitude is described as the quality of being thankful or readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Sometimes in our marriages, it can be hard to show your spouse that you appreciate them, not because you don't love them, but because you can get so caught up in life and with life and everything that is going on that sometimes it's hard to show appreciation and you can begin to take your spouse or partner for granted. So here are some signs that you are taking your spouse or your partner for granted. And I think it's important for us to talk about it because 
Sometimes we might be doing things and we may not know it, but today let's just make sure, do a little checkup to make sure we are not taking our spouse for granted. So here are some ways that you can take your spouse for granted. You don't keep up with them. You don't keep in touch with them. So if you notice that you can go throughout your whole day and you don't send your spouse a text or you don't say, love you or how are you doing, then you could be taking them for granted. If you see that you no longer value their opinion and it doesn't matter if it's a big opinion or a small opinion, you might just be taking them for granted. You forget important milestones in your relationship. And I know a lot of people do this. They may forget their anniversary or they forget, I'll just stick with the anniversary because there are some milestones that are maybe important to one person but not as important to the next. But it's not one of those milestones that would be terrible if they did forget you know what I'm talking about so let's say if you're constantly forgetting anniversaries or you're constantly forgetting um things that happen at your wedding and you don't have to remember everything but there are some things you should remember or you forget birthdays even birthdays it shows that you might not be valuing your spouse as much as you think you are because you're kind of taking them for granted and important things that are happening to them and in your relationship are not as important to you you might be taking your spouse for granted if you or your spouse avoid doing your share of the work in a relationship. So if you feel like, oh, I'm going to just focus on this and all, he got that or she got that, I don't have to worry about it. You could be taking it for granted because if one partner is doing all the work and the other person isn't, then that's uneven, it's not balanced, and it's disastrous for your relationship. But if you're doing this, you could be taking your spouse for granted. You forget to communicate with your spouse. So this just means that you don't talk to them. You come in, you don't really say anything, or you don't say things like, I love you. And then I've heard many couples do this, and then you would ask the other person who didn't say it, like, why don't you say it all? She knows she, I love her, or he knows I love him. And like, no, you, that's not how it goes. So if you're doing that, and if that's who you guys are, you're definitely taking each other for granted. You're always on, or you're always the one initiating the plan such as date night, vacations, etc. So if you see in your relationship that either it's you always initiating the plans to do things together or your spouse is the only one initiating plans to do things together, then you guys might be taking each other for granted. Your spouse never compliments you. Now, I know there are people who don't give compliments, but if it's a never thing, you can go years without a compliment, yeah, I think that you guys could be taking each other for granted. Or romance disappears from your life entirely. Valentine's Day come and go, and you're just like, oh, it's just another day. So that could be a sign that you guys are taking each other for granted. Here's another one. You are no longer a priority. So if you find that you are no longer a priority in your husband's life, or if your wife is no longer a priority in your life, or vice versa, or your partner is no longer a priority, then you guys can definitely be taking each other for granted. Or your spouse expects you to go along with their wishes without even considering their feelings. This could be a sign that you are being taken for granted. Because at this point, it's just like, well, they're going to do whatever I want them to do. Or they're not even considering you. So they are taking you for granted in this situation. So now that we know some of the signs that your spouse could be taking you for granted, you know, now you know what you can do. If you recognize that this is happening in your relationship, then this is definitely something you guys will need to work on because none of this is good. None of it is good because when you take your spouse for granted, you make your spouse feel as if they don't matter or that they're not important to you. And this is not how you want to make the person that you love and care about feel. 
And taking your spouse for granted can be detrimental to your marriage as well. It starts off with small things, but it can escalate into something big. So if you're finding that you're taking each other for granted, great. You found it at hopefully the beginning stages and there is something that you can do about it. Now, the best thing that you can do if you're taking your spouse for granted is to begin to show appreciation and gratitude to your spouse on a regular basis. The act of showing gratitude not only changes how you feel about your spouse, but it changes how they feel about you as well. So if you or your spouse are taking each other for granted, here are just some things that you can do to begin to show gratitude to your spouse. And here's the kicker about this. It works even if you're the only one who wants to start it. Because if you start to show gratitude and appreciation, your spouse would definitely pick this up and be like, oh, this made me feel so happy. Well, let me do something for him or let me do something for her. You know, it's like kindness gets kindness. So the best way to approach this problem is to begin to show gratitude toward your spouse and they will eventually in turn show gratitude toward you because all of us want to feel special and like we're cared for. And when that happens, our love boats or our love tanks are full and we can indeed show and give that back to someone else. So here are some things that you can do to show gratitude to your partner if you guys feel that you're taking each other for granted. The first thing, and I love this idea, I think it's so cute, you can start writing notes to each other. Now, writing notes is a terrific way of showing appreciation to your partner because it diffuses your relationship with intimacy and vigor. So if you want to just write a note telling them how lovely they are, you could do a poem. And it doesn't have to be a major poem. It could just be like, roses are red, violets are blue. I love you or something like that. You know, it can be something simple. But sometimes the best gifts and the best things to do are like the simple things, the easy things, but they're sentimental and it shows that you care or you're thinking about them. So writing a note can be something that you can do to show gratitude to your spouse. Making time is definitely something that you can do to show your spouse that they are appreciated. We all live hectic lives. So with the busy paces that we have with our family, church, or whatever obligations, usually leaves little time for intimate relationships. So what we have to do is make time. I remember someone telling me we make time for things that are important to us. And it's true, we do. So if you have to go to work, people can say I don't have time to go to work, but you find time to get up every day and go to work. You could be like, oh, I don't have time to watch TV. Actually, I really haven't heard many people say they didn't have time to watch TV because they'll watch TV when they're doing dishes. They'll watch TV when they're doing something else. With all the streaming devices, you could watch TV just sitting in the office somewhere. People find time to watch TV. So if you can find time to watch TV, you cannot tell me that you cannot find time for your spouse. If you can find time to listen to music, you can find time for your spouse. So... Make sure that you make time to spend with your spouse so that they will know how important they are. Time is a valuable commodity, and you show your spouse you appreciate them by making that time for them. By taking the valuable commodity of our time and making time for them shows our spouse or our partner how much we value them and appreciate them. Now, sending flowers is another idea, but you have to know your spouse. Like, they may like flowers, they may not, but it doesn't always have to be flowers. It can be something simple that they like or something that you know they would love to do. If you need to get the oil change maybe for your wife, and be like, well, I just did this for you because I wanted to make sure you're okay, that could be something too. Just do something that is in keeping with their personality, with what they like and who they are that will let them feel that they're appreciated. And listen, if you decide to send flowers or a card, 
guys like flowers too. I don't know why we think only women like flowers. Guys like flowers too. They may not tell you, hey, I want some flowers, but if you give them some, I don't think they're going to give it back to you and be like, no, I, I just don't want flowers. So flowers can go both ways, or if that's not the case, just do something to let them know that you appreciate them and let them know that you value them in your life. Even doing something as simple as housework, which is another idea, if there is a chore that you know your spouse hates, like they hate doing it, whether it's folding clothes, doing the dishes, loading the dishwasher, washing the car, changing the oil, like whatever housework that they hate to do, maybe one day you can just go and do it for them and say something like, well, you do it for me all the time and I know you don't like to do it, but you do it anyway, so I wanted to do this for you because I love you and I appreciate you doing something for me that you just don't like to do at all. You know, something like that. Just do something that you know they hate to do, but let them know that you appreciate them doing it for you anyway. You guys can do something like maybe you can wash the car for your spouse. And even though it may seem little, a little and a small thing, I'm just going to tell you, it means a lot. Like, I have one of the dirtiest cars around. I hate the car. So when I get in, it's embarrassing because sometimes you can see all my kids' chips and all kind of bottles and stuff on the floor. So washing and keeping the car clean is not something that I typically do unless it gets to a point where I just want to scream and then I'll do it. But I'm thankful that my husband always looks at the car. If it gets dirty, he'll go, he'll clean it, he'll wash it. And I appreciate that. And that's his way of showing me that he appreciates me and that's his way of showing gratitude. So if it's something even small like washing a car, go do that. It's perfectly okay. You can do some things like the massage. Maybe you can give your spouse a massage or something. Now they may enjoy it. Or if you know you're not a massage person and that it might be painful if you try it because you're not good at it, then maybe give them a little certificate or a gift card or something so they can go get a professional massage done. And, you know, just do something special to let them know how much you appreciate them. And another simple way to let someone know you appreciate them is just giving them praise. Now, all of us could give somebody a little bit of praise. You may not be in a place where you can give, pay money to do certain things, but a lot of these things that I'm talking about don't have anything to do with money. It just has to do with a little creativity and a little time. So if you find yourself broke or you don't have the money to do what you want right now, that's fine, but you can at least tell your spouse, that you like the way they did something or give them a little praise or compliment them. All of this will go a long way. And if you do it on a continual basis, they will feel appreciated and they will feel valued. You can do an overnight surprise, maybe surprise them with a trip overnight to show your gratitude and just be spontaneous because that's also a good way to show gratitude to your spouse because then your spouse will know that first you thought about them, you planned this, and you really appreciate them. So being spontaneous, planning a little overnight trip or a date or something would just let them know that you value them, you love them, and you appreciate them. You can make dinner for them. Now, this is a good idea. Whether you are making them chicken soup or whether you're making soup or whatever it is you're making, a salad, whatever it is that you make and you feel that you can do it pretty good or, you know, you can cook something that they would like, even if it's just spaghetti, do that. When you take time to make your spouse a dinner or make food for them, it shows them how much you appreciate them. And then finally, here's another thing that you can do. Now, this is cheap, doesn't cost you a dime, and 
It is totally free. You ready? Okay. Don't sweat the small stuff. If you are the kind of person who's constantly harping about every little offense or every little thing and you're not showing grace and everything's getting on your nerves, that can be draining. That's toxic. So you can show your spouse appreciation by letting some things go. You don't have to fight about everything. Everything is not a war. Pick and choose your battles. Like if your spouse doesn't pick his or her clothes up off the floor, that's not a fighting thing. Pick it up or leave it there until they decide to pick it up themselves. But it's no need to be angry about it, you know? You pick and choose what to fight about. So don't choose your time wasting all this precious time that you can have doing fun things with your spouse because you're sweating small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Let them know that you love them even if they do leave their stuff on the floor, you know? Let them know that you care about them even if some of the things they do or their quirks annoy you. Just let it go and find ways to spend time with them. Also, practice forgiveness on a regular basis because when you practice forgiveness on a regular basis, then you'll notice that you're not annoyed as much and small things don't get to you. So I think this is one of the best things you can do to show gratitude is let it go, don't sweat the small stuff, and know that it's okay, we're not perfect. Pick and choose your battles. Do not fight about everything because everything doesn't need to be an argument. Now, all of these things are things that I feel that are doable, but these are not the only things you can do. So I want you this week to take some time, sit down, be creative, think about who your spouse is, think about what they like and what they want, and then do something special for them to let them know that you appreciate them and that you care about them and that you are grateful for them. Now, these are not things that you can do once every blue moon. It's not every quarter. So I would suggest that this is not something you are doing on a regular basis. I want you to sit down, program it in your phone, write it in your calendar. If you are saying kind words or compliments, try to do that at least once a day. Now, you could do it more, but you know, once a day, you can start there if it's hard for you. Try to do it once a day. Maybe once a week, do a special chore for your spouse or something like that. Uh, once every two weeks, if you can, try to do a gift or something. But constantly, whether you choose to show appreciation through words of affirmation or whether you choose to show appreciation through gifts or notes or physical touch, intimacy, doing special things or acts of service, whatever it is that you decide to do to show your appreciation, start with that, okay? So go ahead. You have the whole week. This is, well, we're in the middle of the week. But, you know, this is a week to be grateful. So go ahead and start showing gratitude to your spouse. Remember, no marriage is perfect. However, many marriages can grow closer because you actually took the time to show acts of love, kindness, and gratitude. The song that we're going to listen to today is called Hope You're Having a Good Day. And I picked this song specifically. It's one of my favorite songs that I wrote. But I love it because this shows exactly what it is, how to appreciate your spouse or how to love them in spite of what you're going through and despite all the things that are happening to you. So here is the song, Hope You're Having a Good Day. It was late in the evening, he stood there acting like he didn't care. A long day, 
a hard day full of failures and despair he didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss he cleared out his desk so he could leave found a letter from his wife he forgot to read hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing i love you no matter what we're gonna make it through hope you're having forever he wasn't sure what she said he didn't know how to tell her that he lost his job that day he didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss she held him while the tears fell down she wiped his eyes and begins to say hope you're having a good day whether you're winning or losing i love you no matter what Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gonna make it through. Ooh, many years have come and gone, but one thing has Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gonna make it through. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what, we're gonna make it through. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, no matter what. We're gonna make it through. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. 
If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.